C, A, B, 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 C, Welcome everyone to Uppy in the Stash. I'm your host, Uppy, and with me, as always, is the most amazing, The Stash. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing well. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just no, that's so quite all right. Today. I, I've noticed <laughs> I've noticed already that your cup has a different color tonight. What is in your cup tonight? Well, I've uh, decided that uh, since uh, Jesus drank the wine, so can I. Nice. You know, speaking of Jesus, you know, <laughs> you know what I listened to before I left work today. Um, mm. I follow God on Facebook and Instagram, and yeah. he has, he just started his own podcast. I found it on Apple Music or Apple Podcast, and um, it's only sixteen minutes long, but it was a good listen. I hope I hope they keep up with it. So What's listen. the whole premise of his, his discussion for sixteen minutes? Um, it is if you're a Republican, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus was a liberal because Jesus, you know, healed the sick and fed the poor. So if you claim to love Jesus and you're Republican and conservative, you got it all backwards. Yeah, you know, I never understood this whole, um, I guess my idea of Jesus has always been uh, a radical mm-hmm. man who took on the establishment money and then he, he wanted to, he was a Jew preaching to other Jews that we must change our ways about hmm. how we view people who are not um, not as wealthy or don't have access to the means and um, who need who need the most help, right? Is that we should never forget the fact that uh, God loves everybody and hmm. that's why we have these teachings and followings. And if we're exploiting them for something different or uh, for our own gains, then mm-hmm. what kind of Jew are, are, are you, you know? Right. So, but remember... Jesus was a Jew preaching to other Jews. That's my biggest point, always, when I talk to evangelicals. No, so, he was yeah, also a lover of everybody. He loved everybody. everybody. He, he did. Even the sinners and the lepers. He yeah, loved the lepers. The and the whores. Yeah. And, you know, and, every, and everybody in between. The, you know, everybody in between. So Even beer drinkers like me. Um, and wine drinkers like me. Yeah. Um, so my beer tonight, um, I was back up in Sacramento this past weekend doing the work of the union. And as is my tradition, I stopped off at Fieldwork Brewing on my way home. And I'm drinking an IPA tonight. Comes in at 7.3% alcohol. And you would never guess the name. It's called Dinosaur Statues. Yeah. I picked it solely on name, Dinosaur Statues. And uh, what's what's the what's the the overall flavor of this IPA that you're drinking? Mm. Is it um, fruity? Is it uh, very bitter? Is it? It's somewhere in between. It almost tastes um, prehistoric. Prehistoric. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. It's it's um. It's very, very neutral. It, it's it's not bitter. It's not fruity. It's not hoppy. Is 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 um, it's very, very well balanced. It's on a kind of a lower end. It's not like, oh my God, I got to drink water, but I think yeah. I can 
drink this and be able to eat a hamburger without dying. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I, I feel bad. I don't have any more business. I think for at least another year in Sacramento. So this is the last time field work gets mentioned here for a while. Hmm. The next year. You. Next year, I think I'm actually not going to. Next year. Next week, I don't even think I'm going to go beer. So I might have a surprise next week. Ah. But I'm not oh, going right. sober. So I don't think I'm going to do that. That's just crazy talk. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't do what Wicked did last week. I can't. You know. People don't podcast for free sober, so. Right, that's what yeah, not not sober. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you got you got to have at least one drink while you're podcasting, uh, especially this late at at night for us at least, so that uh, you get the jitters away and um, you know. Just yeah. Kind of yeah, we get rid um, of the whole day. For those who don't know, which is all of you, I work until ten p.m. I get home about ten twenty. And we start recording shortly thereafter. So I kind of give myself a boost. I kind of do like a half shot of tequila before I get into the beer. Yeah, that's sort of his like flux capacitor that gets, that sparks <laughs> his, his ideas and his mojo. So Yeah, because drinking at work doesn't quite work either. They can frown upon such a thing. <laughs> you know, There's no pre-gaming in my life. Right? You know, you know, prior to a certain period in her American life that... It was probably not frowned upon, but now it is. I, I don't get it. And, well, there might be a difference. I don't know. Um, last week, I actually did not work re- before we recorded because uh, Wicked and I were watching the Red Sox A's game, and I had started pretty early. So I'm not sure if there's going to be a difference, but maybe you all will notice. <laughs> we'll find out. No, it was good. It's uh, Wicked could not handle the <laughs> post-activity uh, talking he seemed very uh, low energy, mm. only because it requires a little bit more of, uh, of you know, <laughs> of energy t- towards towards uh, this late at night. I also, yeah, because I don't think he's used to staying up as late as we record. Um, I don't think it's normal for him to be up that late. And I think there was times during the baseball game I thought he was falling asleep, but that's not his fault. The A's did win, but it was one nothing. And the one run came in the first inning. <laughs> so not his fault, but I, I think for him personally, he's just not used to being up that late. So anybody who doesn't fall asleep on a one nothing game is not human. Right. Come to my house in the summertime when I'm on morning shift. Uh-huh. It could be a good game of baseball when I'm falling asleep. When I love yeah. my days. Yeah. But Baseball is a long game. It's like a uh, marathon. You know, right. You're, you're, you got to stay up with it. It's really hard. Unless unless you're that guy that's, you know, tracking uh, everybody who goes up to, to bat, you know, whether he swings, misses, and, you know, you know, unless you're tracking the stats of your players, then, then I, that's probably the only way you're up. I think that might be why people do it. You know those people who are so into baseball, they, they have their own scorecard? And they're actually mm-hmm. tracking the single runs, whatever. I think now, now that we're talking about, it, I think that might be why they actually do it, so they actually can stay awake. Yeah, well, some- you know, yeah, well, at home it's easy to fall asleep to a game, mm. but at the game, if you're falling asleep at a game, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, which which is never my worry. My worry is falling asleep driving home from the game. Because yeah, uh, it's yeah. Cause o- Oakland's about ninety minutes away, and we usually yeah. we, we go to a night game. We're getting home at like midnight, 
Yeah, it's pretty a long day. And That's then after the partaking of a, yeah, part partaking in celebrations, you know. Yeah. So I know. Okay. Well, speaking of falling asleep and mm-hmm. long drives, today we wanted to have a great conversation on the very, 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 and wonderful joys of parenting. It's exciting. Uh, as many of you may know or not know or may not even care at all, you know, uh, both Uppy and the Stash are parents to uh, young children and we're both new parents and uh, I don't care how much you're around children, uh, you don't know until you know and then when you do know, it's probably finding out way later in life that you did know something and when you were supposed to know, you were staying up until 2 or 3 in the morning trying to figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Is parenting in a nutshell with the young toddler like Uppy in the stash. Yeah, I thought I had it lucky. Um, like, I thought I had some idea because um, my two oldest are actually my stepsons. Um, they were seven and three when Mrs. Uppy and I met. And um, they were, I think, nine and 13 when little Uppy was born. So I thought I had a good idea, but I never had to go through the whole infant, newborn toddler stage so there's a lot i already didn't know and then you know it's crazy (laughs) and then you know even once you do think you get figured out one thing i learned especially with newborns once you figure them out they change on you and that never stops that goes on infinity yeah it feels like uh so um you know I felt for a moment that, okay, I could do this. One of them being that I've stayed up really late and, mm-hmm. you know, you've worked really long days and gone out and party and this is what you've done and you're used to doing six days a week. And, hey, I, I've been tired before, but this was a new tired. It was a, a tired that was um, exhausting in a way that was undescribable and unconsolable at the same time because I can remember telling a lot of my closest friends and people at the time that like I've never been this tired and people would be like suck it up and be like but I've never been this kind of tired I don't know what this right. tired is you know <laughs> it was weird yeah I, I always tell uh, soon to soon to be new parents I was like mm-hmm. just enjoy it um, that first birthday when you get there it's going to feel like it's been a year, if not more, because <laughs> he didn't sleep. Um, I was like, the second birthday hurts because year one to year two goes so fast, but year zero to year one, like it definitely felt like it was a year. Like, all right, a year definitely has passed because I was awake for all of it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Um, I felt like from zero to one, there was definitely a moment in there where I wondered if um, would this kid ever sleep like longer than four hours or five hours or six hours or whatever it was, right? Mm. Like enough so that you could feel good about yourself and not have to worry about waking up. Right. Because we took, we took shifts. We, we take shifts in this house. So, you know, once your shift starts, (laughs) it's all you. (laughs) It's all you. There's no backup unless it's, Unless it's bad, you know. Other than that, there's no backups for everyday fits and crying and 
holdings in the middle of the night, you know? That's well, yeah. it. You just go. We were pretty lucky, and I and I say this like no joke. Um we we had little Uppy sleeping through the night when she's about two months old. Um we subscri- I mean, we subscribe to baby wise. And you know, the thing is when like when you're trying to get on some sort of sleep schedule program. I mean, you definitely need full commitment from both parents. Um, now, when it first started, the 12 hours of sleep at night was from 1 a.m. to 1 p.m. <laughs> it was way out of whack. And then I, 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 I tend to get lazy, so my thing was, well, it's 11. Why am I going to fight trying to get her to sleep when she's not going to sleep till 1 anyways? That's ridiculous yeah. to think back now. Um, but uh, something happened in November with time change, and then, then that screwed everything up and then like our lives were miserable from like november until march and then when time changed back we figured it out and it was easy peasy all night you know unless the normal things unless they get sick or something's going on then then they sleep horrible again but um yeah but yeah there for a while yeah. like you could i didn't you could if you need me up at like 12 30 3 30 and like four in the morning I would not have needed an alarm clock because she was she was so on it consistently that like there was one time I had a union thing where I literally had to be up and out of the house at like three thirty in the morning and I didn't set my alarm because I didn't have yeah, to. I was getting up at that time yeah. every day anyways. So yeah, I think um, one of the times that we had to travel together, this is when when uh, little little Stash Junior was <laughs> probably like. Four or five months, somewhere around there. He's four months, <clears throat> and he was doing these little uh, late night things where all of a sudden he didn't want to sleep anymore, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, it was nuts because uh, I had to leave. I had to leave the house or the house about that time as well, just to get to the airport because the mm-hmm. flight left at five thirty or something in the morning. Oh, and I remember just going, Oh man, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this <laughs> whole day. It ended up being like a very long day. Uh, oh, yeah. but k- kids will teach you what, what the definition of a long day is when they have you up all night and then you have to go wrong your day. Like nothing's ever happened, you know? Well, I, I got lucky. Um, again, uh, I'm going to get into something you just touched on. Um, I, t- I was able to take paid family leave. So I was home for the first seven weeks, which was really nice because I spent like seven weeks doing everything Mrs. Uppy usually does. The grocery shopping, the cooking, the cleaning, the dishes. Like, actually felt pretty good. And, you know, let her just focus on being, you know, mommy again. And... um um, it also helped it was summertime, which meant, you know, the boys weren't in school, so there was no pressures of, you know, still get up early, yeah, right. still get them to school on time, you know, make sure they're doing their homework, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. Um, I forget what the most previous thing you were just saying. Oh, the, the, the adjectives and sleep and stuff. So when I, the first day I went back to work, um, I remember um, little Uppy, you know, she woke up sometime in the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep because I, I wasn't, we weren't the whole take shifts thing. It was, mm. for me, it was, I was trying to be supportive. If you're up, I'm up, you know, because, you know, why not have two exhausted parents? 
And I remember my first day back to work, someone asked how I was doing. And I said, you know what? I feel like a million bucks. I got five uninterrupted hours of sleep last night. Yep. I would have never thought to describe sleep as interrupted or uninterrupted. (laughs) But I just remember feeling like a million dollars because I got five straight hours of sleep. And that was at the two-month mark. So... But it was uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. Those. But you quickly yeah. rebound. Before you know it, you're back to your body demanding and expecting eight hours of sleep. And, and you can get it, you know. Yeah. But then you have that stage around nine to 12 months and beyond where you start having to play that game of, well, it's past nine o'clock. Do I want some free time or do I want extra sleep time? So you always... Mm-hmm. Balance you know, I always choose the goods and the watch whatever I want to watch on TV. I just want to pretend I'm normal and I'll pay the consequences when I wake up. Yeah. I always chose, well, I can't always say that. I'm not human. <laughs> I chose sleep most of the time if I could, but I also did want to feel a little bit normal where I was like, can we just like watch a little TV or something? Can we do something a little normal? Right. It's it's never normal. Like I, I if I can think of like top three advices that I could give to new, uh, young or even older parents that are having their first kid, and as I'm thinking back, right, because those first two years, like you said, are always a little bit rough. Mm-hmm. The first one you always feel like, damn, that was actually a year because mm-hmm. it felt like a year. You know, some years don't feel like a year. You're you're in the winter, and then all of a sudden you're in this, you know, you're in the fall, spring, summer, whatever, and then you're done. You're out of it. Mm-hmm. Is this is um, looking back? I would say take naps. <laughs> take as take as many naps as you can because you're gonna need it, right? Because you're up. You're always doing something. I was all for the naps. I I can nap because I know it was discussed last week about how mm-hmm. I don't. But my thing is is um. At the time, we were fortunate that Mrs. Eppie was stay at home. Like, very rare this day and age you can get by on one income, and thankfully we could. Um, I always felt selfish, like, because I can and she couldn't, and so I just felt like I couldn't nap, even though I wanted to. But um, when when things were as rough as they were, when, as previously mentioned, she was getting up three times a night, like on on the button. Um, during that time, I most definitely was napping. I, I gave up coffee yeah. in the morning. I was drinking orange juice instead. That way, when she took her first nap at like nine thirty in the morning, and it was you yeah, lay down. Yeah, because back then it was like literally like that thirty minute sleep cycle. Like you're putting them down about every hour and a half, and they're only sleeping for thirty minutes. Yeah, I was taking that thirty to forty five minute nap at nine thirty because I just had to. You know, being a night shift employee, waking up three times at night. I needed that time. So I actually, for, and that lasted for, it seemed like eternity, but I gave up coffee during that time just so I could take that morning nap. It's like, I don't care what you yeah, say. I was like, I don't care what you say at this point. I'm taking that nap because I have to. <laughs> yeah, I need to lay down for a little while. Yeah, so taking that nap is definitely like my one of my top three. The second thing is um, don't uh, ever, ever regret, regret in your life asking for help. Like, get help. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like, have somebody come over and um, help you with even just watching the the baby for Mm -hmm. 
two hours while you do something totally normal, like throw laundry and, you know, and into, you know, the washer and dryer. It's going to sound stupid, but take a shower, take a shower. Yeah. Taking a bath, taking a shower, taking a moment for yourself, shave your damn legs, you know, like, dang, you know, like you do that uh, or shave your armpits or whatever it is you decide (laughs) to do. Yeah, asking you know, as a as a parent, right? Ask for help. Oh shoot! Especially if you have like a really supportive network of family and friends, exploit the shit out of that. Absolutely, Mm because it's okay not to know things, and it's okay to feel lost and feel helpless. But yeah, ask for that help because you know it's a short period of time in your life. But if you if there if you have the means to make it easier for yourself, absolutely. And plus, it you yeah, know definitely. it helps your child be able to bond with those that are important to you as well. Yeah, definitely. And and it's so, it's okay if the if the if the baby cries while you're doing something because uh, babies cry and that's what they do. They're hungry or they're tired or they got to poop or they're gassy or one of the other million other things that's wrong with them. But asking for help can really ease a lot of anxiety out of a, a young a first first time parent's life is not only are, are you worried about your child and their well-being and all the other million things that are popping in your head but you got you know the stresses of being at home if you're decided to take those days off mm-hmm. um and or work life if you're if you're still working and then you got your partner who is still your partner you know and and hopefully they're 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 doing okay and you're you right. know? so <laughs> And they're not losing their shit. So that's that's important is that help um, really alleviates a lot of pressure that uh, that can build in other places. So. Right. Like, um, yeah. So I, I'll tell a story if you don't mind. So yeah, when, uh, don't mind. When, when this was going on, when we had an infant who's, as was previously mentioned, waking up constantly. At the same time that was going on, which is stressful enough. If you have an infant who's waking up three times a night, you're not getting any sleep more than like two hours at a shot. You're both just effed, you know, (laughs) that's enough to cause tension in the house. At the same time, um, we had that going on. Our master bathroom was being built. So we weren't even in our bedroom. We were like sleeping on an air mattress in our living room for months while our master bathroom was being built. And on top of that, one of our cats was dying and, he was not making anything either easier. So like, you know, he was sick. Like he was like pooping on the floor. So you get up to get the baby and then I was stepping like cat shit. And I'd have to like, while Mrs. Uppy's like tending to the baby and I'm like cleaning cat shit up and then like pumping the air mattress up full of air again. Like (laughs) (laughs) the fact that we're both still alive and still love each other is just, it amazes me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I need to remember yeah. that story more often because, like, shit, we, I couldn't have thought of a shittier situation, no pun intended, with the cat story, but yeah. And that went on for months. Just the sleep thing, the camping out in the living room thing, and the cat dying thing just went on for months. I hear you, brother. We, uh, when we first moved into the house, we decided that we were going to, um, basically model as we we should have done it before we moved in but it's whatever it was it was done and um we've slept we slept in the same room generally most parents don't sleep in the same room as their kid 
but we slept in the same room for a long time with him. And so even if he wasn't um, necessarily hungry or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. he was just a noisy baby. And because (laughs) he was noisy, it woke us both up all the time. How long, how long did that go on? Like the same room? Up until before he was about nine months, 10 months. And then finally we were okay that the the flooring, all the the floorings were down. Everything was down enough where we could move into the rooms. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I just was so happy because it felt good to not have to hear him. He's just a noisy kid. <laughs> Did he transition yeah. well? Yeah. Oh yeah. Very well. Very well. That, that's he what okay. actually kind of hurt me because, uh, uh, we we didn't have the flooring situation you had. Um, we yeah. we started letting her sleep in her own room when she was two months old, and um, you wouldn't know the layout of her house, nor would anyone listening to our show. Um, me and Mrs. Eppy's bedroom is as far as you can get in our house from our baby's room, and it just really hurt me how easily she took to not being next to our bed. Like, like it just hurt me. It's like, don't you need me? Like. You're two months old. You need me. But no. Right? No biggie to her. She didn't give a no. shit. No, they don't care. They don't care. Uh, he did He did really well in all the transitions. Actually, he never slept in the bed with us or um, in that manner like that ever. And when he did, he had kind of a hard time to the point where he, would, he wanted to be back in his bed. He never wanted to sleep in the same bed. Now... Um, he wants to sleep in the bed and he doesn't mind it. And it's like, it's like the biggest thing in the world for him. (laughs) You know, when they're toddlers that way, it's, that's the biggest thing for them. But prior to that, never. And we made it a point that he never slept in the same bed with us because we wanted to sleep for as little or as long as we wanted to, you know, (laughs) it was up to us nobody else. We, uh, we did, um, those two months that she was in a room, she did sleep in the bed with us. It was just easier that way. Um, the one time mm-hmm. we tried making her sleep in her bassinet, um, it didn't work. <laughs> and amazingly, I, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty active sleeper. So thankfully I didn't crush her. Um, yeah. but, um, uh, it made things easier, like for being the dad in the situation, it made things easier, I felt, because um, she was always there ready for breastfeeding. And, like, I don't know, because the only thing I ever heard from people, you know, because you get all this shoddy advice from people who hadn't had a newborn in, like, 20 years. And they all, I mean, it was give you and I both a couple more years, and we're going to start telling things that are distorted truths, because um, that's just what happens. But I was always led to believe, oh, those three, those first three weeks were the hardest. And this the first year was the hardest. Was I was like, those first three weeks were nothing. I'm like, what were people bitching about? But yeah. you know, Mrs. Eppy had it on control. Like she had our our baby right there next to her. When she woke up, I didn't know it because Mrs. Eppy was on top of everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, three weeks went by. I'm like, I'm rested. This is pretty easy. I'm doing okay. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then shit kicks in, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "No, this is not easy anymore. I, I shouldn't have said anything. I jinxed it." <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because you know, I, I, I thought it was gonna be just like a smooth transition. 
into this new life. Like it, it you just kind of incorporate everything, and it really wasn't. I, 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 I'll admit it. I, I probably had the hardest time with it, um, and I was really surprised about how hard I had. How, you know, in, incorporating this new person into my life mm-hmm. because it interrupted my sleep. But that that might be natural um, for anybody because it's a new new type of loss of sleep. But mm-hmm. where parenting, if this rolls over into our number three of like the tips of it is that um, is that when you are the other person. So we're not we're not breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. We're not breastfeeders, you know. Um, you could be, you can be Gaylord Fokker all you want, and you can milk anything with tits. But <laughs> we're not, we're not, a, we're not, we're not that. Is uh, being as supportive as possible to the other person, even when you're not feeling supportive. You know, yeah. still be supportive. Would be my number three tip on my end, at least. Was that um, I we didn't. Uh, we didn't quit the whole breastfeeding thing. We we really worked at it when even when it was tough, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like things were gonna work out. I got up with her anyways and made sure that she was comfortable and that she had water mm-hmm. and that she had all these things so that she didn't feel alone. And that's yeah. part of you know not quitting and being supportive is not feeling alone because yeah. you can feel really alone really fast. In a newborn baby oh, situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even making sure that yeah. Boppy is positioned well. Yeah, like you said, making sure she's comfortable. And um, like like I mentioned before, um, I was lucky enough to stay home. I did as many things that she would normally do, as often as I could. Make sure that you know her sole focus was doing the things that I can't physically do. You know, like breastfeed. <laughs> um, yeah. My if I if I had a tip, I haven't been really doing the whole tip along the way thing. I've just been kind of responding to everything you said is um, don't get lost in everyone else's advice. Cause yeah. especially if you're talking to someone who uh, is old enough to be your parent, you know, whose kids are about your age, pay their advice, no credence, honestly, because if you have a difficult baby, that's just how babies are. Don't let people make yeah. you feel like your child's not normal because they're difficult or they're not sleeping well or they didn't do this at this time. Like your baby's normal. Like and what you're going through is normal. And don't let anyone's stories of how great their child was deter you from thinking that your child's not okay. Yeah, it's always that it's 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 always that um when one parent that you talk to that goes, Oh, my my baby was a newborn who slept through the night for like the first three years, like I don't even know what that whole non-tired feels like. And you're like, bitch, shut up before I fucking right. slap you. Cause, oh, cause my child's up for the night. The second they came out of the womb, it's like, well, fuck you. No, they didn't. Yeah, no, yeah, didn't. You know, yeah. Fuck you. And I know you. You're not that good of a parent anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ain't hey, hey, no way. So your, ba- you, so your baby never ate. You're like, no, no. They, uh, they were self-sustaining, you know. In the morning, they would, you know, do photosynthesis. And then <clears throat> they were okay. No, they're back to square one. So basically, the fuck up. Don't listen to someone that's unless that person can sympathize with you. Don't. Yeah. (laughs) Don't listen. I mean, don't don't. Yeah, don't let them depress you because I mean it's hard enough as it is. Don't let anyone make it worse. Or, don't make them feel like um, 
you're doing anything better or anything worse than they are either because yeah. your situation's always going to change, you know? Absolutely. Um, like, like I'm very lucky to have a toddler that um, can sleep and still take naps regularly. And I hear there's a lot of parents that don't have toddlers or kids that take naps regularly. You know, uh, uh, granted, his naps have reduced tr- dramatically uh, in the last year, but damn, that boy will still take a nap. So. <laughs> well, our issue <laughs> is with having such a big age gap, um, mm-hmm. it gets more difficult because it's not just, you know, is she tired enough to sleep? Well, yeah, she is. You can see it in her eyes, but when she gets there, it's like, oh, we got to go get, you know, so-and-so from school. Yeah. And you gotta you have a very small window of time to get her to sleep and have you know our oldest watch her or watch out for her while you get the other one the so we got a huge age gap and you got school age kids with a newborn like but you gotta yeah. make sure they they have to fit into your life structure i mean yeah the yeah. best you can everything's gotta everything will work out it's your life it's your structure it's your your things that you want to do and not want to do. Um, and so yeah, it's got to work for you. It's, Ultimately it's your child. It's your family. Yeah. It's your life. It's got to work for you. I mean, don't, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But when, when kids enter our lives the way they did or when they do, um, a lot of anxiety is around, around of like, what are the worst possibilities that can happen? And, it's unfortunate that our mind goes that way. You know, I, we've had conversations in our podcast about that. But I also think that if we remain positive and we think about the things that can go great, you know, like, okay, what can we focus on in our life to make things go better? Um, and I think those are the things, getting help and taking naps and, um, you know, asking questions and, you know, those types of things will definitely make your anxiety just kind of mm-hmm. come come down quite a bit because like we've said in the past is if we didn't have this much information as we did in the past you know when we were growing up mm-hmm. we would we wouldn't be doing we wouldn't have done half those things no no not at all yeah not so, half those things will never would have happened but i i want my son and you you know you want our little little ones to feel uh, good about life and not overwhelmed like the way we were oh, absolutely. feel now as parents growing up in a digital age. Digital sucks. I'll, I'll just say this much. Sometimes I wish that we could have grown. I wish that my son right now is growing up in a time where I didn't, we didn't have those uh, ugly feelings of like the worst in the world. So Yeah. But let's be honest, how often have you relied on that iPad to help you out? <laughs> oh, that, I, that, that iPad is my that iPad is my freaking babysitter of like the jour of like man, you he's my lifesaver. That I, I gotta keep that iPad charged at least eighty percent, you know, because I'm gonna need him. And when I need him, I need him to perform. I need him to be there for me. <laughs> you know. So you know, I need to update that iPad regularly. Right. Uh, maintenance is key on that damn iPad, and I make sure it's done correctly every single time. You know, because I don't want to hear 
It's not working, Daddy. No, 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 no. No, you're not. It's working. working. (laughs) You're not not doing your job by sitting there and being stuck behind his little mini computer of ours. Go learn something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go watch Curious George for the hundredth time. You know, in the last hour. So fun, fun fact Wednesday because we're recording on a Wednesday for the first time ever. So Mm -hmm. going back to our very first episode of the top five movies. Mrs. Eppy's number three, I believe, was Robots. Yes. Through no coercion at all, our daughter is now addicted to the movie Robots. She found the DVD. She insisted on watching it. And then the other day, literally, I watched it with her like three times. So it, it just somehow telepathically like got passed down recently. So That's cool. I That's almost cool. have it memorized by now. That's cool. Well, um, fun fact Wednesday is uh, Mateo. Oops, I'm gonna end it by uh, little uh, <laughs> little stash. Little little stash Junior is uh, is um, really into the Legos movie, mm. and he has a Legos hat. Nice. And so, yeah, yeah, very nice. Um, My so, number one choice, right there. Yeah, it's that stupid song is what gets me. Everything I'm sorry, I just cracked my knuckles. You have to edit that out, but yeah, the whole everything is yeah. awesome. Right? Yeah, yeah, everything is awesome. So, oh god, that's that's his song. He, he hears that and he knows it's Lego time. <laughs> it's Lego time. That's great. Yeah, I and mean, like I said, Emmett's an everyday hero. He's an average oh, he Joe who saves a day, and we're all average shows. There's nothing special about all of us. No, no, but. no, none at all. Um, I, I've, I finally really got to see more of the movie and like, um, what it was is his, his premise and his character arc in the end of coming out of the actual Legoland and then him falling into real life and then going mm-hmm. back and then figuring out what his real life purpose was. You know, right? That was actually pretty cool. Yeah, that was actually. Like you know, we got we got to see how it starts and ends for him. That was really cool, you know. And then they did I, even I, better I, in the second one. They did they? I haven't I haven't seen like, the second one yet. Yeah. Watch it when you can. I'm not even sure if it's out yet, but you'll like no. it. If you like the first one, no. you'll love the second one. <laughs> then again, some people you know are going to Legoland in June. Hint. Yeah, well, it will. It won't matter. Yeah, it, it won't. It won't matter. I got to watch it before then, but it won't matter anyways because I'll see it at least ten times before, you know, yeah. the week's over, <laughs> or at least my, or at least my weekend's over because sometimes I don't want to fight with you know little stash right. and say, and say you already saw that. All right, here you go. Just fucking yeah. watch it again. <laughs> Yesterday, because our, our weather finally got good enough to go outside, so yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, it's eleven fifty. It was it was still technically yesterday. We watched um, robots twice, and then we went to the park for an hour, and then we came back and we watched robots again. So it was my first taste of the whole obsessive compulsive again, 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 again. And yeah, I was. It just amazed me that of all movies, <laughs> end up being robots. <laughs> but well, that's good. That's good because uh, at least we feel like our uh, our our stuff's rubbing off on them. Mm-hmm. You know? So I like it. I, I like I like when they pick up on movies that we all like. Um, I'm still waiting for, for um, 
for Mr. Uh, little Man to, to figure out that he likes um, Terminator 2, which he doesn't like that one. He likes Terminator 1. And I want him to see E.T. Oh, that's such a good movie. That's such a good movie. There's one thing I've been meaning to ask you about Terminator. Mm-hmm. It was your number one for kids movies, but <laughs> what was so kids about it? <laughs> it's it's because, um, like I said in the last episodes, is that I remember being a little boy mm. and watching that show, uh, the movie, um, especially Terminator Two, and and knowing that the boy had a friend. And the friend was the Terminator that was there for him, you know, and protected him and did all these things. He had a he had a robot, mm-hmm. just like just it's it's the it's the it's the whole idea of the movies of having a friend, the friend being never something truly friend like, but mm-hmm. frowned upon. But the boy loved him so much that it was his own, but then had to let him go. Gotcha. And that was the whole premise of it, right? And like it was kind of a for, forbidden friendship. You can't have a, a machine as your friend because he's a machine. You know, you can't have this wild dog as your friend because he's a wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, type of thing. You can't have this um, extraterrestrial as your friend because he's a fucking alien. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. You know, the forbidden friendships. So. Who's that? Who's awake over there? We got it. We got it. Your house or my house? Around. I don't know. Might be my house. I don't know. Not my house. Let me see. Yeah, I think it was over. No, no, no messages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. This is this is the parenting episode. This is where we where we uh, figure out whose noise. Whose noise is that? Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who made that noise? Yeah, this is what happens when you record at home. You yeah. Like, well, well, here's the thing. Once in a while, because that came from my house. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's uh here's here's a good question for parenting. Is, or does, the fact that you have a baby monitor with video or audio or both, do you think that increases your anxiety levels i think it does um i was actually insistent that we didn't get one like we we have the bare bones one the audio the, the one that does audio i i saw too many things on the internet where you know people got like the um the video ones that was connected through wi-fi and bad neighbors can hack into it and i was like i don't want to deal with that crap so i i actually insisted as much as i love my technology i want the biggest tv the fanciest newest iphone whatever um i insisted on bare bones baby monitor because i wanted it to be hack proof i didn't want no one um hacking into that crap (laughs) yeah I, i would think um sometimes i think the less you know the better um because if we had had some sort of video monitor system I probably would have chose watching it over getting my sleep. Yeah. She might wake up any second, you know? Yeah. Uh, we, we have the combination 
audio video. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in the early months, it's in the early years, that's good because you want to see your you're looking, you're you want to see if you see movement and breathing. You know, you don't want the you know you know the sudden infant death syndrome, the SIDS, or you know even at two years old, they they still can die um, in their death. And I mean, in their sleep, excuse me, they can have a sudden, sudden, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry. they can still die. It's so you want to be able to like hear them breathe. It's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing, right? Yeah. Biggest relief in my, my life is hearing him breathe or hearing her breathe. But, uh, I, I, I really feel like it caused a lot of anxiety as because I remember when the machine didn't work or Mm want to work. And I went through a fucking panic of trying to figure out, you know, unplugging things, plugging things back in, taking mm-hmm. batteries out, <laughs> you know, knocking, you know, shaking antennas, you know, using using uh, the hair dryer to heat up cords so that it'll work. I did all those things. So that's you know that's what you do when you're an anxious right. millennial parent. <laughs> so you think you have another? Are you done? I think uh, I think that we covered about everything about what it feels like to be a dad. You know, I mean, like with kids. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You, you got got everything going on over there. Yeah, ghosts. It's a very active night. It's midnight. But no, uh, you you think there's going to be more little mustaches or? No, yeah, definitely. I think there's going to be one more, a little mustache in there. A mustachette or a mustache. Who knows? We'll see. It'll be a fun little bounce. We'll get a little mustachette. You know, have big brother. Yeah, no, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, whatever it is or whatever the gender decides to be through biological means, mm-hmm. it'll be fun. It'll be fun. You know, I'll be happy. I have to say if it wasn't yeah, but, the whole child care aspect, mm-hmm. there would probably be one more uppy, but... It's Child hard. care is too much of a pain in the ass. And yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say it. It's not like we have the best support network. And mm-hmm. we don't make enough to afford it. So. No, I hear you. So. It's not that the desire is not there to keep putting awesome children into this world. But. We're okay well, where we're at. I, you know. Think people are aging around us. So it's, it's not exactly. Uh, yeah easy either on our end so exactly if well i i also think of it this way like um why have a girl when i have a toddler that goes up and down in emotions anyway so <laughs> but it, it is different man you, you have a like you know like i said um my my youngest stepson he was three when mrs Uppy and i met and mm-hmm. um obviously i missed the first two years but um I don't know. Little girls are different too. Like, yeah, it's a completely different world. Um, in a lot of ways, they're way more observant. You definitely get way more compassion out of them. Like, one of my favorite things about little Uppy, you know, she ran away to say, "I love you," you know. And, oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. <laughs> Right. There are things and I and I had to kind of take my cues from Mrs. Eppy since she you know she raised them all since birth, obviously, um, since conception. And um 
there are differences to having little girl over little boy. Um, in some ways, they're easier. In some ways, they're more difficult. But it's always something. Yeah, you know, but you know, hey, it's, it's, it's whatever sperm gets her second. Yeah, basically, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't all, all right. the passive swimmers. We were just mm-hmm. at the right time. So uh, we are going to take a little momentary break, and then we'll come back and finish up our show. And uh, hopefully, the second half is just as fun as the first. Well, my daddy left home when I was three, and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from lots of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get red And some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue And welcome back everybody to Uppy and the Stash Show We were talking about the joys of parenting And I think we will continue with this conversation With a probably 10 minute nightcap of the joys of fatherhood, period, right? What makes us a great father? What makes us not a great father? Or who gives a fuck what makes us a great father? Just as long as we're there for our kid. What do you think? Uh, well, what certainly doesn't is a uh, lack of patience. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, which I, I, I can attest to because I'm currently going through it uh, myself. Is, uh, I, I've been short of patience lately. Um do, do you feel like as a father, though, like sometimes we are like fatherly tough to our kids I in try- a way that's that, that that conveys lack of patience? Um, I think my issue is I kind of feel like and this is probably all dads and I, I hope you can, <laughs> can agree with me. But if you, if you don't go through the same things, that's fine. Uh, but I feel like I'm a very forgiving person. And I feel like I don't ask much of my kids. But what I do ask is that when you're told, you're told. And so because I don't ask for much, I feel like when you're told, you should just, you know, not like, yes, sir. But um, if you're told to stop, just stop. And and, and when you don't, and because, you know... um, Mrs. The Mrs. and I don't see each other as often because, you know, she works mornings. I work evenings. Um, our two days off. We both get two days off a week. They're not on the same days. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, um, not having that patience and not having the understanding, hey, you know, I, I'm blessed to have three smart children, but they are still children and they're not going to be yeah. perfect little human beings and I'm not a perfect dad either. So, Trying to be aware of that all at the same time makes it easier, but I'm not always aware of all those things all at the same time. Yeah, patience is one. It's definitely key. As I come home, and or she comes home, and uh, you can hear me going at it with him, and she's like, just leave him alone. He's a little kid. I'm like, woman, I've been dealing with him all day. <laughs> <laughs> this is... 
been building in a crescendo all day. Like, <laughs> just happened. It is, right. This is this this just didn't happen when you got home. Okay, this has been since we we've, we've been at it since this morning, and right. um, maybe I don't know. Maybe having a little a little stash is different because uh, it's it's there's a lot of emotion into that of of feeling of a father son thing type of going right. on, but it's it's up. We're always at I I don't want to say at each other's throats, but we're always going at it with each other. All right. Uh, he he wants to do his thing, and I want him to do one thing, and he he has a spirit of of both of us. Right. And so, <laughs> uh, patience is true. It's key though, because even I lose my patience because he does some things, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know, like. Like, how can you not see the crackers sitting there? You know. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of that going on. Patience is good. I, the other thing is is um what makes or not makes a good parent is, I guess um. Would be not hugging your kid enough. Mm. Yeah, I I think that I think you should really hug your child and give them those. Uh, loving moments that they need and feel because mm. <clears throat> it makes them feel a little more secure you know like like they can when you have those impatient moments mm. and you're still loving with them makes them feel like it's okay it's it's not the end of the world yeah one uh to build off of that one thing i think both mrs Uppy and i do i mean you know mrs Uppy's human too she has her moments but one thing both her and I do, independent, we both do it, but it's been independent of each other because we didn't realize we both do it until we discussed it. Um, if we have those moments, we both take our time. We sit there and say, you know, hey, I'm sorry I lost my cool with you. You know, it was not okay that I lost my patience and I got angry. I'm sorry. And I think it'll pay off in the long run as we're teaching her to um, speak about her emotions as well. That. And yeah. I tell her all the time because um, her and I having the father-daughter relationship is completely different. Um, she gets a little bit violent with me. Um, you can't see it. You, but I have a little cut yeah. on my face because she likes to scratch and hit. And and I always tell her, I was like, hey, it's okay to be angry. We all get angry at each other. We get mad. But it's not okay to hit and scratch. We don't hurt each other. But it's okay to be mad. I'm going to do things you don't like and that's okay. But just tell me about them. And sometimes she yeah. will go to Mrs. Huppy and be like, I'm mad at daddy. <laughs> I hate him. He's not my friend. Right. I don't love him. <laughs> Why? He didn't give me 20 fruit snacks. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Off at five. Yeah. But I mean, I hope that one pays off in the end where she grows up learning how to articulate her feelings because, um, Having a kid who understands how to speak emotion is, especially in this day and age where everyone's like staring down at their cell phones, having someone who can just say it, that's a huge asset. Because even adults who didn't grow up with electronics struggle yeah. with that skill set. I hear you. And we're lucky. Our, our oldest, the, you know, the teenager, he, he, he is actually really good at that. That's one skill he puts. I mean, he has a lot of skills. I'm not going to make it sound like he's a one-trick pony. But he possesses that ability. He can sit there and just say, hey, 
this is what you said and I didn't care for it. You know, like. That's good. Yeah. It's actually really good to hear because it's really hard in this day and age of technology driven media that you, you don't, you don't hear it from, Mm -hmm. especially young kids. And, and it's, and it's so authentic and so real that it's so much, it's like kind of unbelievable Mm -hmm. when you do hear it, you're like, what kind of fucking drug are you on? (laughs) (laughs) The truth serum drug. He's drinking alcohol. Right. We didn't even know it. Yeah, well, what fucking beer. pill did you take? The purple, or the blue, you know, the red or the blue pill, or whatever it is, you know? What, what the fuck are you doing? You, you know, you know, as a parent, you're like, not even as a parent, I grew up with a lot of younger brothers and sisters to where mm-hmm. I am very much in the same age range as, um, as, as I could be their parent. So mm-hmm. that is my age range with them. And it's, it's when, when, we they became more of of teenagers and stuff. It they didn't see me as their brother for mm-hmm. a while. They saw me as like their fucking adversary, you know, uh, pseudo father or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. How they saw it, and it was hard for them because I called them on their bullshit. You know, right. it was you know, it was, you know, I wasn't much older than they were, but old enough to go. Okay, come on, don't be dumb. You know, I'm not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I may I may be young, I may be your brother, but I ain't stupid. So let's go to this fucking stupid parent conference, you know, this parents, this stupid teacher conference, whatever. And mm-hmm. We'll make this happen. And and one of the things is is that what I noticed with my brothers and sisters is that um, before we even went in there, was I would tell them, look, I'm not here to be against you, okay, and I don't want you to ever feel that way. I'm here to figure out. Um, what what the teacher is saying, okay, and if the teacher is saying is valid, meaning that if it's true or not, and if do you do you feel or do we both feel like you need a little bit of additional help mm-hmm. so that you can pass your class, and I'm not there to to um, bash you or be against you. I'm actually there to be for you, mm-hmm. you know, so that you feel like at the end of the day you have an advocate. And right. um, I'm not I'm not on anybody's side. I'm on the side of like let's make things as good as possible so that you can leave here knowing everything. Mm-hmm. And they loved it. They loved it. They were okay with me always going with them to their conferences because he was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna fucking fight for me." That's awesome. You know, That's if awesome. he feels like it's not right, you know, if it's, it's really, and my and the thing was my my grandpa, my dad, was really my dad. He was really like that. At the at for a long time in his mm-hmm. life, until the incident of his of his depression and stuff, and so when he couldn't when he couldn't do that anymore, mm-hmm. it kind of made me sad because I was like, man, this is how you were with me. Like, I always felt like when when somebody was being a dick <laughs> towards us, you were the guy that was like, no, don't be a dick towards my son. You know, right. don't be a, you know don't be this way. You could always tell. Mm-hmm. You know, even when as as kids were like. You know, he's being a jerk and, you know, so just remember that as you're as as you are going to those parent teacher conferences, remember that sometimes your kids are still there thinking that you're going to go against them and mm-hmm. let them know that that's not the case, that you're it's 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 a conference to figure out how to make things better. And right. Ultimately, you're on their side. That's that's yeah. the reason why you're there. I mean, and ultimately, you and your child's teacher both want the same thing. So you should be working in collaboration to make sure um, 
they reach the goals that you both hope they reach, you know, but yeah. I mean, what you did, especially as not really being their parent, that, that's really incredible. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did it, but the, the way I knew that shit was bad was when this teacher wanted me to call him Mr. Whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, go big fuck you. Okay. Because <laughs> um, first of all, I, at the time I, even at the didn't matter, okay. I was fucking old as to be an adult. Beyond that, and I had enough senses and uh, formal education and work experience at the time to for me to tell you fuck you, mm-hmm. you know, as a professional to say I'm gonna fucking call you Mister Whatever. If you're gonna call, I'm gonna call you Mister Whatever. You're gonna call me Mister too. And so immediately when that happened, and my my brother's a nice boy. Okay, my my brother is a um he was known uh from the time that he was about f- first grade, second grade and, and until he left the district for a little while and then came back again as the most respectable boy in his classroom because he knew a lot of the same teachers, a lot of the same teachers or a lot of the age transferred and so they knew they knew him. Mm-hmm. And so whenever the and if it was ever a time in his life where he was a little bit disrespectful, they had said something and they would call us and say, come in and deal with it. Mm-hmm. And we would deal with it. And he was never disrespectful again until there was a little bit of a flare up. But most of the time, really nothing. Mm-hmm. And so when this teacher, when they were telling me, when he was telling me how much of the teacher was an asshole, and I said, oh, no, it might just be you because, you know, he's, he's becoming a this young boy. You know, he was he was getting the the, 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 the testosterone levels are flaring up on him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, OK, well, maybe maybe he's just being, you know, you know, he's answering back the way you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. No, I met this motherfucker. No, this guy's a dick. You know, he was an asshole just right off the bat. And I said, if you're an asshole to me, then you must be an asshole to my son. Right. And so I went in and changed his classrooms right away. Said he's he's out of there. Nice. And very nice. The the yeah, counselors changed him right away after I told them. I name dropped about what I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. They 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 changed his they changed his stuff, and, and and not only they changed it because of that because they didn't want any any more issues. They were like, okay, do we want do we want this guy to keep coming in, you know? Every thirty days to get this shit changed, or just do it right now? No, they changed them out. Were, they moved them. Were you a union activist at the time? Uh, I was beyond union activist. Uh, I was union active union activist and um, known education field person. So gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and these these counselors knew what programs I was talking about. So gotcha. They they yeah. So they were like, okay, he's no dummy. <laughs> right. you know? That's not right. Right. Is is yeah. This guy's not gonna just shut up. So yeah, he's he's not the everyday parent. You know. So right. Yeah. The the guy the guy was a jerk, man. You don't have to be a fucking jerk like that. You don't ever have to be a jerk like that to kids. Be be you. Mm-hmm. Be a nice guy, and they will respect you for that. Especially when they're at that young age and they're impressionable, mm-hmm. they like they like that. They like respectability. It's weird, like young kids, like at that age, especially like sixth, seventh grade, are like very respectable type of kids. You know, 
It's when they get testosterone injected into them, do they become Lord of the Flies? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. Think about it. Your young, your young man. Did was was any awesome for a little while? Like it was like very respectable, very like you know to the T, you know. And then all of a sudden, it's like I will fucking. St- Skin you alive and fillet you, and, and eat your skin over this life pit fire. I don't know. My my daughter is almost three. I'm pretty sure she's about ready to go through that phase. <laughs> she's turning. She can do it now if she could. She could do it now if she could. Oh yeah. man, she gets in those things where I I dare tell her the wrong thing. She gives me this angry look. Daddy, you don't tell me. Yeah. No, I did. Yeah. Don't tell me, Daddy. Yeah, just, I told you. I don't know. I told you what to do. I told you. Yeah. Oh man, poor kid got my my facial expressions, and I'm paying hell yeah. for it. She has some dirty yeah. looks. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He tells me where I can and cannot put my shoes, and that's the best. Oh, <laughs> daddy, I told you, daddy. You know your shoes can only go in the basket. I'm like, who the? Who are you talking to? You, daddy, talking to you. Okay, we'll put my shoes in the basket then. What do you want me to do? As I would always say, there are rules makers and rules followers. I make the rules. You follow the rules. The rules, right? And and my son thinks he makes... I I think he really does. Yeah, he he really does. That boy is nuts. (laughs) But I love him. They're good. He's, we gotta love our kids. This is this yeah. is the the whole up in the stash, the joys of parenting episode. So, I really hope everybody enjoyed this um, this this squabble and conversation back and forth about what it means to be a parent in today's times. And I hope they you've heard something that you related to, or even if you didn't relate to it, guess what? One day you will. Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, and if you're on the fence about having kids, have them now while what we said was still relevant. You wait too much longer, everything is going to change and get worse. Or how about this? Have them now before the world ends because we can't fix fucking climate change because oil companies want to fucking rule the world. Anyways, that was... (laughs) 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 That was was our shot at the... I wish that we had a flux capacitor, really, that we could go back in time and fucking fix half this shit. So. Right. But. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be asking, what is a flux capacitor? Look no, it up. Go watch uh, Back go, to the Future. Figure it out for yourself. Google it. Google it. That's why you have internet on your phone. <laughs> no. That's what we paid for the unlimited data, bitches. Okay. <laughs> Nothing's, you know, when you have kids who are old enough to be computer literate Mm. and they ask you questions, I'm like, you're on a tablet, you're on a Chromebook right now, Google it. And their eyes like get all big, like Google. I was like, what am I paying for data for if you don't know how to Google shit? Like, (laughs) it's the most common thing. I'm paying for, I'm paying for a fucking walking library and you don't know how to use it. It's like, shit, if it wasn't for Google, I would not be smarter than you. 
I'm barely hanging on. Right? I know. <laughs> Come on. Shit. I just learned how to tie my shoes yesterday. And that was on YouTube. You know? <laughs> uh, I know. It's as bad. It's bad. Um, we, it, but here's the other thing. One last thing before we go is this. I think that our term for us parents, um, for our kids, should be Google it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that one thing. Hey, what, what did your parents ever used to tell you when you were growing up and you just didn't know how to do it? Google it. My mom could have benefited from Google. I'm pretty sure her yeah. favorite answer, if she passed it on to me, honestly, I'm pretty sure her favorite answer for everything was, I don't know. And um, I tend to do that too, because I think it's easier to just say I don't know than it is to kind of fight for the answer. So thanks, yeah. mom. But yeah, my mom could have benefited from a Google, you know, thirty years ago. Same here. My mom sent us to the library, and we probably only lived about a quarter of a mile away from the library, mm. maybe half a mile away, and um. So I knew from a very young age how to actually use the library, mm. which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very young age. Um, this was back when they used to have the cards. Oh, so you, you actually were astute in the card catalog in the Dewey Decimal System? The, the Dewey Decimal. Yeah. yeah because uh, you'd have to pull out the drawer and then look at, you know, and go, 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 go. And so something looked about familiar about what you wanted and then wrote down the number and then go find it. You know, now things are too easy. You know, you go to the library now, you just go to the librarian and the librarian will tell you what the kind of number is. And then you go from there, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't that whole search and rescue type of. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You actually had to figure things out. There's no one there to see. No, you didn't. You didn't have to go through like five thousand fucking note cards <laughs> to to find the one that you wanted. God, the joys of parenting. Yeah, we should bring back those little systems, man. God, it'd be so much fun. Fuck digitizing it. Let's do it right. Yeah, do you want to take the time to teach? Let's... I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out a... Let's see. Let's let's. I'm all let's, for making things easier. Yeah, Let, let's pull out a fucking drawer and have to fucking fill, figure out where it's at. Well, here, here's here's a fun fact. Um, where I currently work is they have a lot of books for us that they give us, and I have to do a lot of that going backwards type of thing because they quite sometimes don't tell you, and so I do that. I got to go backwards, and often I think. Damn, I'm thinking, I'm glad I went to the library at like fourth grade and third grade. I know how to look shit up. Right. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, God. I forgot. <laughs> I was I don't know what to the library to read the Sports Illustrated for Kids magazine. Well and rent a VHS tape once in a while. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Oh yeah. Remember you can remember you can remit videos mm-hmm. at the library. Actual videos, not DVDs. Videos. No, videos. Yeah, VHSs. Yeah, Jurassic Park and whatnot. No cheaper. It was like a dollar. Maybe even that. I don't know. Might have been 50 cents at the time. Could have been. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Maybe even a quarter. It wasn't that much. It was a library. 
It wasn't that much. Li- libraries in the 90s were, for me, was the place to be because, one, it was like, I grew up in the Inland Empire, too, at the time, so it was the coolest place to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it literally was the coolest place to be in the whole fucking summer uh-huh. if it was too hot because you know remember it'd be like those 110 days who wants to be outside on 110 not even when you're on the fourth nobody. grade <laughs> nobody <laughs> just go to the library and wait till the temperature dies down and everybody will come out exactly right before so, the sun goes down yeah that's the best time but um well, I, did, I did want to repeat something you just said um hopefully you all um Either took a trip down memory lane, you know, depending on who you are, or you're going through it yourself right now, or you're planning on going through. Just, hopefully, uh, anything we had to say tonight gave gave you comfort, and either knowing that hey, other people have gone through it too, or you know you can go through it yourself and survive. Um, we all did. Um, it can't be that bad. Um, the stashes are thinking about possibly having another one. Um, the uppies would have another one, but. I've already stated why we probably won't. So um, just, you know, one thing I do know from the feedback we've gotten from our shows is we're organic and people love that. So just hopefully you had a good time with tonight's show. And uh, next week we're going to bring you some more fun. And uh, do you have any last second additions, Mr. Stash? Negative. Just get some sleep and thank God that you have help. Right. (laughs) With that said, um, until next week, we wish you good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Blackjack David came riding through the woods. He was singing so loud and gaily. The hills around him ring Charm the heart of a lady Charm the heart of a lady How old are you, my pretty little miss? How old are you? Silly little smile, be 16 next Sunday, be 16 next Sunday.
slept on a warm feather bed beside my husband and baby. Tonight I sleep on the cold, cold ground beside the blackjack Davy, pretty little blackjack Davy. Jack David came riding through the woods. He was singing so loud and gaily. Made the hills around him ring. Charm the heart of a lady. Charm the heart of a lady.